It's Valentine's Day. I mean, that's fine and all, but what I think is super spectacular is that tomorrow, all my favorite candy will be 50% off. Today, by the way, is Friday, February 14th. Love is in the air. Cupid has his bow set. And the sequel to All the Boys I've Loved Before just came out two days ago. I haven't watched it yet or read the book. And I know that I'm a grown woman, but I cried during the preview. So no spoilers. Hi and hello. You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. I won't try to sell you an e-course, and this isn't a TED Talk. Think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I know you have a lot on your to-do list, so thank you for letting me come alongside you as you get stuff done. I am so glad you're here. Chris and I did our Valentine's Day episode together last week, so if you missed that, ain't no shame in stopping this one and going back to listen to that one. He shared some simple gift ideas, and we talked about what was, or maybe what was not, our first date. And today, I could have chosen to share the history of Cupid, or Valentine's Day candy trends, or my favorite celebrity couples... But a sweet Today By The Way friend, Amber, emailed and asked if I'd talk more about me and my life pre-kids. So I thought today would be a good day to share how Chris and I started dating and how that first date, or not date, came to be. Some background. Chris and I met online in 1999, kind of before people were meeting online. I was working for a website called collegeclub.com, which predates Facebook and in a lot of ways was ahead of its time. Its purpose was to connect you with others on your campus, to rate your professors, arrange meetups, sell textbooks. And if you were single, there was a special section called Match You, like the letter U for university, Match You, where you could make a little dating profile about yourself. I joined the site right after I had been horrifically dumped. Do you remember that scene in Legally Blonde where Elle thought for sure Warner was going to propose, but instead he broke up with her? That happened to me with this guy I used to date. He was my high school boyfriend, and I went to this particular college because he was going to go there, and I legitimately thought he was going to propose on our two-year anniversary. I went out to meet him where he asked me to meet him at this infamous spot where proposals on our college campus went down and I was dumped. Y'all, his exact words to me were, it's not you, it's me. In our small town, you are kind of my only option for cute Christian girls, but here at this Christian college, I have a lot of options. Did I mention it was our two-year anniversary? We had plane tickets to California to celebrate the Millennium New Year with my family, and he had asked me to meet him in the moonlight in front of the chapel on our two-year anniversary, the chapel where everyone gets engaged. I did not see getting dumped coming, and I, I just started crying, like, I mean, ugly crying. I was not just like, I'm sad. No, I was so surprised and so devastated, and... I had no tissue on me, and I had on no sleeves. I was in a cute sundress, and I had to blow my nose in a leaf. (laughs) I just 
remember sitting there thinking, remember this, remember how pathetic you feel. You are blowing your nose in a leaf. You will laugh about this one day. I know it seems impossible to believe, but I swear you will laugh about this one day. And look at us. Here we are, you and I, 20 years later, laughing about this together. So shortly after this awful and surprising breakup, I started blogging about all the awkward dates I would go on with boys from my small Christian college, and I joined College Club and Match You. And one day, I got a DM from Chris. Basically, the Match You community was so small that you could very easily look at mostly everyone, and if you were online, a little flag would be up on your profile that said, online now. I worked for College Club as a campus representative, so I was online anytime my laptop was open. And one of those times, Chris Adams sent me a DM. It was something creative like, hey. (laughs) And I did my standard response of, hi, I don't usually talk to guys that don't go to my school, sorry. Because y'all, my grandfather, bless his heart, he was sending me newspaper clippings and Reader Digest clippings. I mean, I'm talking articles that he literally cut out with scissors and put in an envelope and mailed to me in the mail at college. Articles about young, impressionable women getting murdered or harmed by men they met online. So I was going to honor my grandpa and not talk to strangers until I saw Chris's photo. Thirst trap was not a term in 1999, but his profile was a total thirst trap. I asked him if he knew what that meant. And he was like, no, I, I, I don't. Well, a, a thirst trap is just when someone posts a very attractive photo of themselves in order to make other people thirsty for them. Anyway, Chris's photo was a thirst trap. It was of him playing bass guitar in a rock band with his glorious megawatt smile and killer dimples and whew, I was a goner. He replied back, oh, that's okay. I'm heading out for my campus crusade for Christ meeting anyway. Wait, what? So in all caps, I typed wait because I thought, okay, hot guy in a band who loves Jesus. Listen, if I'm going to risk being murdered, this is the guy I risk it for. So I typed wait, you seem cool. Feel free to DM me anytime. My AOL IM name is Darlene D. And thus begin our online friendship. He started reading my blog, the blog I had about dating and navigating singleness for the first time since the ninth grade. And one day he asked for my address so he could send me a letter. This man wrote me a four-page letter encouraging me in my single life. He talked about Paul from the Bible and just said some really kind words about appreciating the freedom singleness could afford me and how I should treasure it. And I hung all four pages of that letter on my dorm room wall right next to my bed. And I would pray over those words for months and months. Our friendship was built on long chat sessions on AOLIM, hours on the phone. I remember that he helped me with my first sermon. And I was a religion major at this college studying to be an evangelist. We sent pages of letters and monthly mixed CDs to each other in the mail. He slid into those DMs in 1999, but we would not meet in person until spring break 2001. That is when I was in Knoxville for spring break, having a not fun time with a friend there who wanted to spend every night going to clubs. And I just decided to cut that spring break short and spend the rest of it in Atlanta. I asked Chris, who at that point was strictly my friend. Y'all, there had not even been a whiff of flirtationness. I asked him if he was available to hang out, and then I spent the next couple of days 
hanging out with him. That's when he took me to dinner and paid. We hiked Stone Mountain. He took me to lunch and paid. He took me to ice cream and paid. He took me to dinner again and paid. And I went to church with him and met his friends and we drove around the city. This is where I maintain our first date happened. This is when I felt the temperature of our friendship change. Nothing happened. We, we didn't even hold hands, but I just started thinking of him differently. He moved from online friend to in real life friend, and I treasured that. It didn't feel like we had only just met. At that point, we had been friends for the greater part of two years. Guys, we shared Napster files. <laughs> If you were really young and you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's we just had this shared drive on the internet of music files. And we earnestly had a pure and sweet and honest friendship untainted by romantic feelings toward one another. A few months later, he came up to Chicago to visit his sister-in-law and to explore the city. My college was an hour south of Chicago, so I joined him for a day at Navy Pier and invited him to go to Six Flags with me and a couple of friends. And around this time, I had been praying about being single. I was going to the movies with a guy named Howard, and Howard had presented me with a list of five things I needed to change about myself if we were going to continue to be movie friends, and then maybe we could consider being something more. And I just remember praying and feeling like my time of singleness was about to come to an end and that I needed to really consider what being in a monogamous, long-term committed relationship headed toward marriage might look like, like how I needed to mature to be able to do that. I wasn't sure if Howard was worth the work that it would take for me to grow up in this area, but I just kept stringing this poor guy along. Finally, Howard's best friend chatted me up at Barnes & Noble one night and point blank asked, what's it going to take for you to commit to Howard instead of being in this weird limbo of going to the movies with him all the time but not being his girlfriend? And I said, I don't know. I have been praying that the Lord would just make me fall in love with him or see him like I'd like to have a future with him, but I'm just not feeling it. Like who gives a girl a list of things they need to change? And that night I went back to my dorm room and said to my roommate, Melissa, I'm about to get into a long-term relationship. Ugh, why does it have to be Howard? Why can't I meet some guy like my friend Chris who lives in Atlanta? And then later that night, Chris and I hung out the day before he was to fly back to Atlanta. He had his guitar with him and he sang a song called Darling. And I know this because I looked at the piece of paper and saw the title. I sat in the moonlight on the steps of my college's planetarium with him, marveling at my friend. I remember thinking, he is going to be a really great boyfriend for someone someday. And I was wearing my ex-boyfriend's sweatshirt. I pulled a sleeve down over my hand and wiped a damp eye. And Chris finished the song. He put his guitar down and he took a big breath and said, by now... By now you realize that I love you and I can't go on being just your friend. My mind was trying so hard to catch up. My exact reply was just, ditto. And gosh, that is so embarrassing. Ditto? That, that's the word? That, who's, who even says that? And then Chris then said, here's a letter. Take this back to your dorm room and read it and we'll talk more tomorrow. So we walked back hand in hand and I swear to you, I could feel my heartbeat in my palm. I got back to my dorm, 
collapsed on my bed and I opened the envelope. It was four pages, just like the very first letter. Except this time, it was all about how he loved me, how he had loved me, how he knew I didn't want to be in a long-term relationship, but that our continued friendship would just keep breaking his heart so that after I took him to the airport, it was goodbye. I read it, and I reread it, and I tried to parse it all together. Could my internet friend become my in-real-life boyfriend? Could the girl who blew her nose in a leaf, a girl who was still wearing her ex-boyfriend sweatshirt, could that girl give actual love another try? Was it Chris this whole time and not Howard? So the next day, I didn't say anything when I met him to take him to the airport. I just held his hand and drove, smiled ridiculously and drove, my hand on the gear shift, his hand stacked on top of mine, just in utter disbelief. I parked, I walked him to his gate, I gave him a hug, a hug that felt just like the first time I gave him a hug, and I watched him walk down that jetway. He turned to look back just before he rounded the corner, and I grimaced, remembering the previous night's ditto, and I just welled up and shouted, I love you! I have loved you too! And we grinned at each other from afar like idiots in love, and then he got on that plane. You guys, I am super glad I did not heed my grandfather's stranger danger warnings, and I am super glad you are now not listening to a true crime podcast about my murder right now. For today's sponsor spotlight, I actually just want to take a moment to share some news with you and to ask you for your help. You are doing an incredible job telling your friends about this show. You have left reviews that help others say yes to this community, reviews that have made me laugh out loud, reviews that have made me cry tears of gratefulness, and reviews that motivate me to keep going. As a thank you to everyone who took the time to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, I got my hands on an Amazon Echo Dot with clock. Y'all, you can't even get these until March, but I got one to give to one of you who took the time out to leave a review. I drew the person at random, and it is Kate the Elan. Is that how you say it? K-A-T-E-T-H-I-E-L-E-N. She left a review on February 8th, and she wrote, I absolutely love this podcast. I'm so happy Indiana started this. I love the length. However, she always leaves me wanting more. She has the best energy and the best stories. I have no idea why, but when she ends the podcast with, I'm cheering you on, I cry. Thanks, Indiana. I can't wait for this to be a daily podcast. Thank you, Kate. And thank you to everyone else who left a review. We will keep doing fun drawings like this as I come across more cool stuff to snag for you. But again, thank you for everyone who took the time to leave a review. It's incredibly helpful. Today, by the way, is 10 weeks old, and we will hit 50,000 downloads this week. Y'all, this is like when Jude did his first triathlon last spring and he made the top 10 for his age group. I was like, wow, he's so young, but okay, there's something here. This show is so young, but there's something here. I was on a hunt for a quick show like this, one that wasn't shoving advice at me or selling the idea that I had to hustle all the time or have a side gig And it turns out that you feel likewise. I think I have a pretty good idea of who you are, but I want to make sure that I'm serving you well and that I set up this show to serve you well. So I need to know what's working, what's not, what's a deal breaker, what's not. 
Next week, I will be sending out a listener survey. Your answers will be anonymous by default, but you can also sign your name to your honest feedback. If you already get our Wednesday emails, this listener survey will come to you the next day on Thursday. But if you do not get those emails, sign up for them at todaybytheway.com or look for the link on our website next week. Thank you so much for helping me produce this show. I keep saying this. I don't know if you believe this, but I believe this to the very depths of my soul. This isn't my show. This is our show. I love doing this with you. Let's continue being a sweet spot on the internet for each other. I know we're running long. I did not anticipate that the Chris in Indiana love story would take up so much time. So I hope you can forgive this one extra, extra long episode. Consider this a belated Valentine's Day gift. I just couldn't bear to cut out this next segment for time. Okay, on Fridays, I have a friend on for a little segment that I call Follow Friday. You guys should know that originally I wanted to call this segment the MILF segment. Mom, I'd like to friend. (laughs) But that got vetoed real fast by my launch team. So... This is Follow Friday, and today I thought that I should have my friend Desiree on. She hosts the Minimalish Podcast, and I thought that since it's Valentine's Day, instead of playing a game, that she could come on and we can share things we are loving lately, you know, to honor love and Valentine's Day. So welcome, Desiree. Hey, I'm so excited. Yay. And I was just on your show on Wednesday. Yes, I'm so I loved it. I love chatting with you. And it's such a good one. So everyone needs to go listen to it. Yes, I will definitely plug that in the show notes. So y'all go over there. If you haven't listened to it yet, please do. You know what I loved, Desiree? What? I loved when people were like, oh, my two favorite podcasts have combined. Like I got several DMs that people were just so excited or surprised that we had combined forces. And now we're doing it again. I know. And it's funny because, I mean, I listen to your podcast and I think that it's like there's some things that are so different, but both of them, I feel like, you know, they're both of the podcasts are so different, but they definitely um, fit together well because of that. I know. We're like peanut butter and jelly, you and I. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're not going to play a game today. I just want to get to know you a little better. And I would love for my Today By The Way friends to get to know you. So I thought we could do questions. We'll both answer. You go first. Kind of just a long lightning round. Are you ready? Sounds good. Okay. Is there a movie that makes you really happy or super nostalgic? Okay. So I have two and they're both kind of sappy love movies so perfect timing for Mm -hmm. valentine's day Mm -hmm. um the first one is about time have you ever seen that no tell me okay oh i I don't even know right now (laughs) to go watch it i believe and the thing is that my memory is bad when it comes to movies and i haven't watched it in a while but um my husband and i love it and i think it's rachel mcadams who is in it and then a lot of british actors and actresses and um it's like about time travel, which sounds weird, but it's not. It's so good. And it's about a love story, but also family. And oh, it's so good. I don't, I really didn't do it justice there, <laughs> but no. it's so good. But on IMDb, it says if you like this movie, you will also like The Notebook, The Vow, yeah. The Time Traveler's Wife. These are all great movies. So 
wow, how have I let this one pass me by? I'm excited to watch it. Need what to was watch your it. second one? Um, Crazy Stupid Love, which I know is not, like, neither of these are very old, so they're not super nostalgic, but I just love them, and they make me really happy. That's on here, too. It says, if you like, if, if you like About Time, you will like Crazy Stupid Love. Huh. Have you seen Crazy Stupid Love? No, I haven't. And oh, that's my funny, because I love kind of sappy, I don't know, romance movies or like YA movies or anything like that. I mean, this is Ryan Gosling in it. Why have I not seen this? You need to see it. I would say, I don't know which one to tell you to watch first, but Crazy Stupid Love is kind of funny too. So it depends on what you're wanting. Good to know. We need to make a movie playlist for Valentine's Day. That would be so Yes. Too late. Maybe next year. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote... And I'm not proud of this, but I wrote Billy Madison <laughs> <laughs> only because I it's the one of the two movies that I can quote from beginning to end. It just it's so ridiculous. It just makes me laugh. <sighs> OK, this has been a discussion that has been ongoing on my Instagram this week. And I'm curious if you have a favorite pair of jeans. And if so, where did you get them? Because jean shopping is the worst. It is. And I feel like mine is not going to be super helpful because I've been wearing American Eagle jeans since high school and not the same pair because after having a baby, I had to retire those because they were like low rise and nobody wants that. So at least I don't. High rise um, for life now. That's how I feel. Yeah. So now I have high rise. Um, they're jeggings. So I don't even think that counts, but that counts. I, I feel comfortable in them and they're from American Eagle. My good friend, Jessie Coulter, she is an Instagram influencer and a fashion blogger. She swears by American Eagle jeans. They're her favorite. So you're in the company there. I had one pair for so long. I mean, until baby. <laughs> and it would still work if it wasn't for your whole body changing. So I, I think they're great. They last. Good. Good to know. Okay. I wrote Madewell but I I don't think I've ever purchased a pair brand new. I always get them secondhand on Poshmark. I just bide my time. Like, okay, I need a new yeah. pair. I will wait. And then, then I'll get I like them if they're under $35. I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm getting those. High rise under $35 on Poshmark. That's such a good strategy. So, yes. Okay, this next question. What is a podcast that is not mine or not yours that you are loving lately? Okay, so I have I have so many podcasts that I love, but I've we we were just talking about how we've had a lot of sickness, both of us in our families, mm-hmm. and I feel like my brain has needed a break. So I've been listening to, um, since I can't say yours, I've been listening to also the podcast. Do you like? Do you oh, know? Oh my word! My answer was the podcast has Bachelor recaps only available for their Patreons, and that is my favorite show right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I'm, I am like weirdly obsessed with Jamie B. Golden she's great and it just makes me so happy yes. every time I listen to that yes yes I, I'm and I fangirl so hard over Erin Moon anytime she kind of pops her voice in on the podcast I'm like ooh, Erin <laughs> I really recommend I her newsletter if you don't get that it's so great I don't I need oh, to yeah, yeah it's I only subscribe to three newsletters and hers is one of them and it's great Okay, I definitely need to get it. Okay, now this question's kind of sappy, but it is Valentine's Day. And I was just telling my girlfriends that I feel like sometimes women are very easy to 
we're very we're very quick to complain about our husbands when they don't meet our expectations or they let us down, but we're not as quick to brag about them because we don't we don't like to brag. So I thought you should tell us your favorite thing about your husband. Okay, I love this. I love this question and I was debating what I, where what direction I should go with it, like, but so I much. How do I even I begin? know. <laughs> I know. And I, my husband is super intentional about like everything he does and he, it, you know, the things that you love the most sometimes drive you crazy too. Mm -hmm. And he tries to do, he like, he, he not tries. I mean, he goes for it, just excellence in every area of his life. And sometimes it drives me crazy because I'm like, you can't be perfect, but, and sometimes it drives him crazy too, but I also love it about him. And I learn so much from him all the time because of it. And he inspires me because of it. So he's just like great all around. He's a great dad. He's a great husband and he's great at his work and he doesn't like rest <laughs> at any of them until he needs to, but it's not like, I don't know. It's just always his goal to be excellent in every area. And I think a lot of people like say that, but he really goes for it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, Chris listens to the show, so hopefully this will be a sweet surprise for him. <laughs> Chris is really, really smart. He reads so much, and he is just, I mean, his brain is like an encyclopedia. He just retains knowledge really, really well. I love that about him. But my favorite thing about him is that he's slow to anger. If I, if I were married to me, I would be frustrated with me all the time. Like, I forget things or... You know, I'm just not, sometimes I'm just not a responsible adult. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I can relate. I would, I would just be like, I'm out. This girl, I cannot anymore. He's just <laughs> very slow to anger. He's got a lot of patience. And even when I mess up big, big time, he, you know, he takes time to like, all right, let's think through this. Let's, let's be calm here and figure out how we can fix this. So yeah. I appreciate that about him. That's okay. awesome. This next question is a little harder, but <laughs> it is, what do you love about being a mom in this season? Okay. Um, I've already said I have a two-year-old, so just to clarify that. Yes. And I think it's so hard because I, I'm having a lot of fun with motherhood in this season, but it's also so hard. It's like two extremes. And I think the thing I love the most is that it's really slowing me down and just changing the way that I do life basically right now because everything is slow, including like getting out the door, getting clothes on, but also like the sweet things. Some of it drives me crazy, but the sweet things of just taking a walk around the neighborhood and looking at rocks on the ground and all the little things that, that slow life down right now with her. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like nothing makes you marvel more than having a toddler because they they look at everything and they like the simplest things awe them. And so when you can take a moment to just appreciate what they appreciate, it's just so cool. It is. I love it. I will say that for me, what I'm loving these days is that I'm in the golden age of childhood. And for me, that means I haven't wiped a butt in a really long time. <laughs> everyone can swim, which means I can talk to my friends at the pool and I don't actually have to be in the pool with them. Like I, I'm there present. 
and I'm within an arm's reach of Lucy when she's in the shallow end, but I don't actually have to physically get in. And then no one is super, super sassy yet. They're all still like, yes, ma'am. Okay. Like, I mean, not all the time, obviously, but in general, they're not, oh, mom, you're the worst. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So that's what I'm loving this season. When you and I were talking in on your show, I wanted to ask you, and I couldn't work up the courage, but I wanted to ask you if you had any secret shame, like if you had a spot in your home where junk does accumulate or where you're like, you know what, that I'm never, that's never going to be neat in that area. And if so, would you share it with us on this show? Yeah, for sure. I'm very open about this because I'm a messy person. So I just like, I don't understand how to organize things. So I, I have less stuff, which really helps because now it doesn't pile up in seen places, but I still have, like, you still get little junky things or when the mail comes in, sometimes if I don't know what to do with it and I need to wait for my husband, it just piles up in different areas. So with that said, on top of my fridge, there's this bot, like it's basically our junk bin and stuff piles up there. And sometimes it's overflowing in my office, I have a couple of bins that stuff will pile up in, but I recently dealt with those, so I feel good about that. But my biggest shame area that I'm trying to learn how to handle is the side of my my side of the bed. It will just, because we don't have extra furniture for my clothes to pile up on in our bedroom anymore, it just piles up on the floor on my side of the bed. And my husband has situated our bedroom <laughs> so that you can't see it. So <laughs> when you walk in it's that bad he's enabling you that's fine yeah yeah it's fine I'm learning I'm I'm like I need to learn how to put clean clothes back you know or away that that's my current adult lesson that I'm teaching myself so we're working on it my secret shame it's not a secret because I've talked about this so many times I'm just bad at putting away clean laundry I just it I feel like my kids just live out of a laundry basket. <laughs> like, just dig yeah. around in this basket. This is where the clean clothes are. Please find your ballet tights. I'm like, oh, shoot. I just need to, we all just need to put things away. And we have it. <sighs> That's my goal for 2020. That, yeah, I think I'm in, I'm in the same place right there. Because mine's just on a pile on the floor. <laughs> well, Desiree, this is Follow Friday. So will you tell our Today By The Way friends where to find you to follow you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram at Desiree.Endries, and then my podcast is just minimal-ish. You can look that up wherever you listen to podcasts, and those are pretty much the places I am most. My website is DesireeAndries.com, so you can find all of it there as well. And some exciting news, you just launched a podcast e-course. Girl, I am so excited about this because people will write me and they'll say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Can you help? And I always have to reply, no, I cannot because I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't own the podcast that I used to work for. This one's a baby and the one I had before failed. So I am not the girl for advice. So I'm just thrilled to be able to send them to you. Can you tell people a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I'm so excited about it. It's something I've wanted to do for a while, but I was kind of in the same place where I felt like I wasn't podcasting for long enough to do it. And I, at the same time, like I'm still not a, I haven't been podcasting for seven years or anything, but I, uh, I realized that 
right now the climate of podcasting is very similar to what it was when I started. And I've seen a lot of success without a prior audience, without a prior following. I always say that like podcasting has really built uh, my platform in general and just helped me find a lot of amazing people. And I have loved it so much. So what I have now is a course that's kind of all-inclusive from the very starting phase of starting up the podcast. And it really takes you through the details of it, not just, okay, put this thing together and throw it out there, but starting it and launching it well, which I think is the most important part to see like organic growth is the launch. So that's a big area of focus. And then I also go over growth and marketing and monetizing a podcast as well. So I'm super excited about it and I have it open right now for the next um, few days after this will go out. It is going to close its doors because it's like a soft launch right now. And I'm going to do a little, I'll have two coaching calls with the people who jump in there, but then it will officially launch in March as well. So at that point, the doors will be open as well. But right now it's just kind of a soft launch for the new people coming in or the new people coming into a new course. And it is a little bit discounted because of that as well. So I'm super excited. I already have some people that have been going through it with me kind of as the beta testers from the beginning. And it's just been so much fun to support people through the creation process because also fun fact, I'm a former English teacher and it feels kind of similar in a way. So it's kind of all the things I love to do in one. I'm so glad you did it. And I'll link in the show notes where people can find that. But you also right now have a free like pod podcast promo checklist and a planner which I think is such a great resource. I'm glad everything you create is so beautiful. And so I'm just excited that you're doing this course and I can send people your way. Well, thank you for coming to Today By The Way. Hopefully everyone follows you from over here. Yeah, it's been so fun. Thanks for having me on. Okay, friend, that is it for today. We went long, but in honor of Valentine's Day, I got to share the origin story of how Chris and I went from Friendville to Romance Town. I asked you to sign up for our weekly email so you can be sure to get the link to the listener survey that will go out next Thursday. And my friend Desiree from Minimalish came on for Follow Friday and shared some of her loves with us. We didn't talk about a deal or Today By The Way challenge, but it's this this week. Get you something from the Valentine's Day clearance section for yourself. I'm talking like a sweet treat, a pink nail polish, some glitter heart stickers, whatever, whatever. Just treat yourself. Show us what you got by tagging that photo with TBTW Challenge. There are a ton of links for you in today's show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. And real quick, this has to be said. If you're single or divorced or going through a divorce, or if you're a widow, or if you're in a marriage that's in a hard season, or if your expectations and hopes about this day weren't met, listen carefully. You are not unworthy of love. You need to know that. I hope you have people in your life that tell you that, but if you don't, I'm telling you that, sister. Broken hearts are heavy hearts, but they are still capable of love. Today is Valentine's Day, but today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on.